Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week, in this year, in 2023, I'm joined here by Dwayne. Jordan year, baby, 2023. Jordan year? David Beckham year, sorry. <laughs> David Beckham year? Beckham year. Uh, I mean, I mean we, can, we can say Jordan year, that's fine. I mean, Beckham wore 23, played for PSG, and Jordan sponsors PSG, there's your tie-in. Boom. There you go. Boom, done. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> well, first year or first episode of 2023. Um, still here at the beach. Um, we got a somewhat of a shorter episode as, as, as far as like what we're going to be recording, but we got a we got a really cool interview uh, coming up. Um, great location. Great location. Might be one of the best locations we've ever recorded in. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think we're just going to get straight into it for this first episode. I mean, right away, just let you know, when you're listening to this episode, five days later, four days later, we're going to be at the convention. We're going to be at the United Soccer Coaches Convention, January 11th through the 15th. And right off the bat, we're going to start off the episode, boom, with a big one. Start off the year, saving you some money, uh, you know, coming off the, the holiday season. Things are good. Things might be going up. Guess what? The Soccer Podcast is here to save you some money. As a listener to this podcast, we're excited to offer you a special registration rate for the 2023 United Soccer Coaches Convention. Use the promo code DESOCC23, DSOC23, to register for only $375. Join us as the largest gathering of soccer coaches, administrators, and fans. Visit United Soccer Coaches Convention today and use the promo code DESOCC23 at checkout to save. That's on us right there, man. We, there you we got go. You. Saving you got some you. money. In this 2023, we're here to save you money, not make you spend money. Absolutely. Come hang out with us and, at the convention. And once you I mean, save that's some savings money, right there. Once you save your money, we'll see if our next guest in a podcast can have you buy us lunch at that cafeteria because that was a banging chicken quesadilla that I had. That was good. That was a good mac and cheese I had, man. I mean, that's some, that's some great, you know, comfort food at work. Just letting you – here, here's a little fun fact. That's the last mac and cheese I had of the year. <laughs> Sebastian <laughs> gave up being a vegetarian. I did. I did. For, <laughs> I am not an international vegetarian. I am not an international vegetarian, by the way. You're just an, Amer- <laughs> you're just an American vegetarian. That's right. It only applies in the United in the continental United States. Oh, it doesn't apply in Alaska or Hawaii. <laughs> um, yeah, caribou. We got a we got an interview with uh, Alex Barrington, who's the Philadelphia Union good salesman, um, and we have we have a great time. Second time in the podcast for him. Um, he's somebody that we enjoy hanging out with and talking to very, very much uh, in general outside of when we record the podcast. Uh, he's a great person to talk to. Um, he's also a great contact to have. So if you ever need anything, let us know. We'll, we'll connect you with, with Mr. Parrington. He'll hook you up. Um, he's got, he, he works with a fantastic organization. Um, and in general, just, I mean, season tickets, you know, are hot right now at the Philadelphia Union. So if you're trying to get in, get in now. It mentioned uh, us. 
<laughs> mention us. Mention the soccer podcast. Mention Dwayne and Sebastian. Tell them, tell them, tell them we sent you. Tell them we um, sent you. Tell them we sent you. Uh, we're like uh, we're like ice uh, ice tea with the uh, wait, what does he do? He has a commercial for the for the wind the windshield replacements. I don't know. I don't watch TV. And at the end of the day, he goes, "Tell him ice tea sent you." So tell yeah. Sebastian doing sent you. There you go. I, I still think I need to fix my microphone. I'm gonna have to get a new one for this one. I feel like mine works great at home, and then one time we're not at, at home, it's not great. It's not an away mic. Yeah, it's not it's not an away mic. It's not, away mic. It's not good for away games. Um no, recording. No, we are recording. Uh, well it's not like the uh, other team that didn't play too well away. But that brings in our guests. They <laughs> play well away, they play well at home. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we are we're we are uh, once again recording in a different location than we did this morning, even though this is officially the first episode of the new year. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're coming to you from the future. We're coming to you, yeah, back to the future. Um, yeah, we're we're in 2022, but it's 2023 when you're listening to this, um, and this might be the best view we have ever had on the podcast. I mean, you're considering it's an audio based uh, show. Podcast, man, you're going to be recording from a different country, but this is the first time we're recording. We can see two different states. Yes. Yes. Um, and our guest, uh, our host, host, where we are. Host, yeah. Uh, Alex Carrington's back on the podcast today. Alex, how are you? Good. Glad you guys are coming down here. I'm not sure if Chester is as nice as Argentina is going to be, but um, it's a good mean, view. The stadium, got, the bridge in the background, you know. It's got its parts. It's just got its nice parts. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're sitting here uh, pre-construction of coming off of the announcement a couple of weeks ago, a month ago at this point, uh, that the Philadelphia Union's doing a whole new complex or re or not rebuilding, uh, expanding on the current complex here. Remodeling. Correct. A little bit of everything. So we, we have two practice fields now um, that the first team practices on. We will be added on to those practice fields. Uh, so I think, I believe we'll have six full-size fields outside um, then one mini field outside. And then we're also building a, a sports complex that you'll be able to play different sports in. Um, but it'll also be the location of our academy. Our academy is moving down here now. They were in YSC. Um, so I just think it's awesome because it's going to bring a lot more people to Chester, not just Union Game Days, you're going to get a lot of people here come playing soccer tournaments and and whatnot. So it's going to be great for the community. I think it's a a good start for us to continue to build up Chester and. Um, it's a great hole in the home. wall, but you got to bring more people to the hole in the wall, right? You can't just bring them out on game days. Right? Correct. Just, yeah. You got to fill that Subaru parking lot more days out of the week. That's fine. I got my spot <laughs> reserved. <laughs> I'm working on getting a sign. You get getting a sign. Yeah, I got a sign. You got a sign coming. Yeah, D. Henry Parks here. <laughs> um, so Alex, let's talk about the the 2022 season, um, which was a ended up on a heartbreak, uh, but ultimately a um, a little bit of a redemption off of the previous year of 2021, as far as how far the union made it. But how was it? How was it for you, considering you're in the you're in the sales side of things and it got to host playoff games? Uh, so how was the season for you in general? Yeah, I mean it's been a lot of fun, not just this year, but the years leading up to this one. So 
2019 was their first home playoff game uh, with a win. So it was the first time winning at home. That was the Marco Fabian weird cross that ended up going in against the Red Bull, pouring down rain. Um, so that was our first time winning at home 2019. 2020, we win the Supporters' Shield. 2021, we would have won it all, for being honest, but ended up getting COVID for 11 guys. Yeah. Um, so it ends in heartbreak. And then obviously this year, get to go to L.A., absolutely battle with one of the most expensive rosters in the league and should have won the game, had the opportunity to not close out, ended up losing in PKs. But um, for staff, I mean, it was just such a fun time. I've been here since the beginning in 2010, and anyone that's been a fan from the beginning know there's some rough years in there. Um, but as a, a staff member, just having games with a purpose at the end and filling out this building, we had – 2000 standing room only tickets for the the last game um, before the MLS cup, the Eastern cup finals. Um, and then to win that. So that was the most people ever inside the stadium for a soccer match. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal atmosphere. was so much fun. Uh, and then perks of being a staff member, we all got to go to LA. Um, so, so how was that? That was, it was so much fun. Jay Sugarman, our, our owner um, chartered a couple flights for staff and players. So we got to go out there uh, they had hotels paid for us for the night. Uh, and then after the game, we went home. So we were there for one night, kind of got to do our own thing. I have a couple family members out there, a couple uncles, my, my twin brother and my dad joined us. So I don't know. It was, it was so much fun. It was fun being with everyone that you've worked so hard with. Uh, I know we're not playing, but we do a lot behind the scenes. No, absolutely. Um, so for us to be able to enjoy a game that we're not doing anything work-wise it was amazing. That was really my next question. I said, was it work? Did they make you go out there and work? Or was it like, hey, come out here and support up, be part of our like home base, be part of the team? Everybody's role is different. Ticket right. sales wise, like we're not selling tickets for their <laughs> game. Um, so for us, we weren't working. There might have been a couple of different people that do stuff on the team side of things, like our communications department. Um, our box office was working a little bit to help out um, with the fans that were coming from out of town with us. Um, but for the most part, it was just enjoying the game. It was crushing. Uh, we we sat like there's a few of us that have been here for ten plus years. Yeah. Uh, so the um, team kind of admin here that works in the front office came to me before the hand and gave me a wristband that I was going to be able to go down the field and celebrate with the team and the owners right after we win and be there for the trophy ceremony. That's awesome. Um, so we scored that goal and the. You're on your way down there. He was on his way yeah, down the there's steps. There's like five minutes left. I'm starting to like tear up a little bit, uh, and then we give up the goal. I'm like, um, brutal. But it sucks. But I mean, that's a, it's good that, you know, the ownership group, they value everyone in the part of the team. Right. Because it's not just, you know, the players on the team. It's not just the coaches. It's everybody. Like you said, you guys sold 2000 standing room only tickets to bring in the fans. So it's only right that they, you know, reward you guys with, you know, going out to L.A. to support the team as well. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. Um, we pushing, did I'm same. pushing for a promotion for you, man. <laughs> they, they did the same for us in. um the open cup, we made it to the finals and played in Houston. So yeah. same type of thing. Um, so yeah, it's always nice. And now this year should be another fun one. We get CONCACAF champions league. We are going into, so we play a team from El Salvador to kick things off. Hopefully we can make a run there. Uh, if we win our first two matchups, semifinals, LAFC. Uh, so we'll, we'll get another matchup against them if we can get there. Uh, so that will be a lot of fun. And then open cup is back. And finally, uh, League's Cup. I don't know if you guys know too much yep, about League's yep, Cup. They're starting but, that up this year, uh, right? So this year, it's going to be a World Cup-style tournament that will take place in June or July. Liga MX and MOS both shut down their seasons 
and there will be a, a tournament that goes on and the MLS teams will host them all. Since awesome. our group stage will be with, we don't know yet, but either another MLS team or two league MX, you will always host against the league MX teams. And then the MLS will be based off of I think standing, something like that, but. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's, that's definitely something to look forward uh, to. We talked about that on our podcast um, a few months ago, but can you tell us a little bit more about the format of that uh, tournament, the league's cup? Yeah. So you have, it's again, every MLS, every league MX. Mm-hmm. So um, for those listening, that's the Mexican league. Um, and we always try to do stuff with them. Uh, that's what CONCACAF champions league is, but Basically, it will just be all those teams from both leagues. And again, we'll shut down. Both of them will shut down for a break during the summer and they'll play in the World Cup style. So it'll be groups of three, I want to say, to kick things off. And then it goes into a knockout stage, um, just like the World Cup does. So kind of building off of the World Cup this year and bringing our own kind of style to it. I think it will be really cool, really neat. Uh, Another one where you'll have some interesting teams that maybe you haven't heard of yet from League MX come in. Um, but if it's one that you can advance to further and further in, we could play some of the big boys that we played Club America. Yeah, um, yeah we were there we for that game. We were there for that game. Yeah, we were there for that, that game. I turned my uncle. My uncle's a soccer fan. His granddaughter plays in the club. But, man, when they – unfortunately, they scored against the Union. But when they started throwing the beer all over when they scored, man, he said, anytime that they play a Mexican League team, I'm there. Put me in the seats. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a wild atmosphere. So I'm excited for that. Um, as a, a sales rep, like it's my job to help fill the building, right? So we have potentially the union. Now, some of them are away, obviously, but we could play 50 games this year, which is by far the most games you can play because you have, like I just said, we have a regular season, yeah. could have playoffs, CONCACAF Champions League we're in, Leagues Cup we're in, and then the Open Cup we're in. Big year so for we you. have four different trophies that we can win, or five to count the Supporters Shield. And, um, it's going to be fun. I think we have the team to advance far in all these tournaments. We've proven it the last four years. So we'll see where where things go, but it, it's going to be a fun run. They're going Barcelona style. Well, the way I look at it is because it was their FIFA met yesterday, I think. They were meeting yesterday. They're meeting today to finalize the location of the Club World Cup. Gotcha. Um, which the Seattle Sounders will be playing in because they won the CONCACAF Champions League. So, I mean, listen, Alex, I think, you, you know, if the Union union end up winning the CONCACAF Champions League, you're going to the Club World Cup. We have to. Right? <laughs> we, already, we set that precedent that we're going to charter our staff. Yeah, to there any, you go. Any, right? any big away guys games. with you, right? I mean, you got to bring the podcast guy with you. got to bring the podcast yeah, guys yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can help with tickets. I just can't help with flights. Uh, get some get some extra wristbands in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, would, 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 is there a Subaru parking lot somewhere that we can, can we bring the Subaru to the plane? Yeah. Can we bring the, yeah. Is there a Subaru parking at the airport? Yeah. We'll, we'll park for free. What, what if we volunteer to drive the gold car that's outside? Look, you guys are in Delaware, you have right by Dover Air Force Base. Yeah. They have some massive planes that you we can definitely put the Subaru into. Then we just, then we, 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 uh, we parachute out. Parachute, just drop in. <laughs> we just drop, just drop it. In. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's that's coming next is that the Concaf Champions League. You so. you end up in the club, club World Cup. Uh, now it's a different. That's a different environment altogether. Um, plus, you're going in. I don't even know where because uh, you know they've held it. They've held it in two different places in the Middle East at this point. Yeah, they've held it in Middle East and Asia. I mean, I so, we're, we're due for one in North America. There's no way that's happening. We're due for. One uh, there's America. no way that's happening. <laughs> it's going to stay either in Asia or in the Middle East for sure. Hey man, if Jerry Jones has his hand in the pot. 
They'll have it in Dallas. <laughs> um, I'm going to go on record and say, again, the World Cup final no, in right. 2026 yeah, will be that. held in Dallas. Jerry Jones I'm not, I'm not sure Jerry Jones can even compete with the oil money out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, and even, and even that, right? So we're, you know, looking ahead into three and a half years from now in the 2026 when the World Cup happens, you know, how exciting is it? The fact that this, like, you're going to be, like, not, not, it's obviously, I mean, nothing's definite yet because no one knows who's in the World Cup yet outside of the three teams that are hosting the World Cup. Uh, but realistically, you're going to potentially look out the window and see teams training, considering Philly's, you know, a, a city hosting one of the, you know, a, a venue. You're going to have teams training right out there. <laughs> like that, that's a big possibility. He's already got right? his marketing mind made up, man. He's selling <laughs> tickets to training. He's trying, he's trying, look, you thought Lot B was free to park in today. Wait till they start training down here. Alex has got this all cooked up. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. We've had, like, right when it was announced, we had tons of people reaching out to us, yeah. like, how can I get tickets for this? We're like, we don't even know who's playing in this yeah. yet. And we'll, we'll, I'll know about tickets when we get a little bit closer to that. I, I doubt we play a huge part in it. Obviously, we're the soccer team here, but it is at the link. The Eagles are going to play a huge yeah. part in it, too. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would expect, without a doubt, that there will be teams training here to get ready for their games. Yeah, and that'll be that'll be fun. Cool. That'll yeah. be really cool. That'll be awesome. Um, so in general, now that this year, how did it go from a club perspective? Because you deal a lot with youth soccer clubs uh, and organizations. So how did it go from that standpoint? And did you see a growth within that because of the success of the team, the, the, success, of the, the success the team has had over the last couple of years? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and we sold out our last 10 games, something like that. Um, it was just a, a pretty phenomenal year. We've had a, a number we try to hit for each game on a group side of base. Um, and we've hit that number 45 times in our career, 15 of those games were this year. Um, so a third of our best games were this year. Uh, it's really next year, which is really going to be exciting. Uh, we already have sold, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to put out there, but we already sold our, our most new season tickets ever other than 2010 when everyone was a new season ticket order. Right. So that just shows you how massively we're growing. This will be our biggest season ticket base of all time in our in the history of the union. So um, it's it's pretty wild. We're not going to have as many tickets as we used to have for every game. Uh, makes my job a little more difficult because I sell group tickets and try to get uh, big big groups to come out. Uh, so Don't forget about the kids. <laughs> so inventory will definitely be a little bit more tight for some games, and some games could sell out three months in advance. Not even kidding. Um, so it will be very interesting to see how. We operate with that. We we always struggle a little bit more in the spring. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, spring's a little bit more cold, so we got to be creative on the sales wise. How can how can we sell those games out um, when we know fall is is just a no brainer. It was yeah. going to happen. Playoff time, everybody's going to suck it up and come yeah. out in the cold. But that uh, I remember that February game you had this year. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> It, it was little, brutal. It can be a little cold. Schedule comes out on long. Well, I guess it's hard to be out when you're listening to this, but yeah. um, we don't know yet. But I think most games tickets are hard to be sold out by yeah. the time you listen. <laughs> 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 There's only a, a chance. I'm sure the home opener will be. Um, but we, like I said, like we have, we really have to jump on our opportunities for these other tournaments that we're into. We have. We have plenty of tickets to sell. We have plenty of games that we're going to be able to sell. So, um, yeah, we still obviously will be able to work things out with our new soccer clubs in the area without a doubt. 
What would you say is like the the challenge with working with youth soccer clubs? Is it is it just getting into the door or is it just getting people to actually buy the tickets and get those experiences? Because I know like for us, you know, the halftime game was a big experience for us, but I know that's one of the first ones to go. Like what would you say one of the challenges are for getting clubs in the door? The biggest challenge is finding that person to want to be your champion. And I can always send out information to different people, but I need someone within the club to really be that one that pushes the union and really pushes these tickets to get people to come out. Uh, Cause I only have the, the list of the, the board members, the coaches. Uh, I need them to see that, you know what? I do love going to union games. Can I get my team to come out to a union game? We could have something fun where we play on the field. It's a good learning experience for the kids. They have a blast. They're going to want to continue to do this every year and continue to play soccer. It gives them someone to look up to. Uh, so it's about convincing that coach that maybe some of them have never been to a game or convincing that coach that always comes to a game. But like, it's not just about you coming to a game. Let's bring the kids to the games too. Um, so that's the hardest part is finding that person with clubs that wants to run that for you. Right. And we really like where we really take off is when, there's big club nights and like a, a club brings out every team and it's not just a team here or there. It's really getting the whole club to come out. I'll do a big tailgate and make it this big club bonding experience. We have a few clubs that do that, but you need to have someone that really wants to champion it, which I know you're going to do next year, Dwayne. So we did what two events, yeah. two for two. I did. All right. For sure. Okay. Um, I think that's a, and you brought up, you brought up the experience of the, and I think that's the huge part with this team. And I've been to, so I've been to Kansas city. I've been to the red bulls. I've been to DC as far as stadiums are concerned. Um, And I think the atmosphere in this stadium is different than everybody else's. Um, I think not only is the atmosphere different, I think even the experience walking around inside the stadium is different than everywhere else. Um, and I, I think the, and I think that's the other part that's huge. And I, and I brought my kids to the stadium before. Um, I think the staff is different. Like there's almost a level of like, it's, it's weird to say that it feels like a home because it feels like you're in a family environment. Like, is that something you guys talk about internally, uh, about creating? Cause that's like, I remember my daughter or it was, no, it was my son. My son came to the game and he walked out with something that like, I forgot what he, what he had. He had something that he was either eating or whole, I forgot what it was, but somebody like, like basically like made a really cool comment to him or something. Then he was excited for the rest of the night. He was like, he was, he was fired up. I think he was also really fired up about the fact that there's like video games inside the stadium. So he was also really cool about it. He's like, Oh, I didn't get to go in the bidding. I was like, dude, you're three years old. Like relax. He also really liked Fang a lot. <laughs> Fang is a hot, a hot ticket, man. He's, he's, he was a big fan of that, but is that something you guys talk about internally? My girls love Fang first of all. So um, yeah, I mean, it, look at the mindset of the club as a whole. And I think I talked about this last time on our, our podcast, but a lot of clubs go in, they just want to spend money and buy the biggest player. Yeah. The way we have always looked at how we're going to operate as a club is through the youth and through the academy. So it is a family mindset of we have a ton of kids now locally that are playing in our academy and they're coming to first game team games and they get to kind of grow with the team. And there's people that I sold season tickets to back in 2010 when their kids were six years old and now 
Um, one of them just bought his own partial plan as the son. Um, so it is a family atmosphere without a doubt. And obviously if the sons have been that create a, a cool atmosphere, but for us, we're always looking to grow the game and get the, the youth kids out. So I think that helps is the fact that we have this Academy um, that is bringing kids that are just 18, 17 years old, getting their first start with the club. And um, it really gives everyone uh, like a hope and a belief that they could play for this team one day uh, while LA who we lost to, they're just buying the most expensive players that are out playing in Europe and Mexico and whatnot. Um, it might not be realistic for an LA kid to think, Hey, one day I could play for this club. Yeah. I think it is very realistic for a kid that is watching the union right now that they could easily be playing for this club. Not easily hard work, but they could be playing for this club yeah. one day. And it's because our Academy and how we work with all the youth programs here and everyone works together to, to build this club. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be a certain kind of athlete to be able to play in Philly. I mean, you think about all the Philly sports, I mean, the unions, you know, they're in Chester, but they're no different, right? You gotta be a certain type of athlete to be able to handle playing in this atmosphere. You also gotta be a certain type of athlete to live in Philly, right? Like Philly isn't, you know, a top 10 destination. It's not LA. It doesn't have the palm trees. It's not hot here 95% of the time. So you, know, you gotta go out and find those athletes. I mean, I don't think a lot of, European guys are coming to retire in the cold. You know, that's why Miami and Orlando and LA are getting those guys. I also think, you know, it kind of goes back to our past guest, KFC. You know, what he said about the academy, I think that it, that this is brought down from, you know, the top down that they preach everything to the staff, the coaching staff, the players, you know, the custodial staff, the, the food prep staff, everybody gets the same speech and it, it's a family environment, which is good to see that, you know, you can have that same courtesy to everybody else. Yeah. And I think the other, the other part of it is, you know, you've the success, not only of the team, but of the players, right. I think that helps, right. Brendan Aronson playing in the world cup. Like that's, that's huge, right? Like that's, that's massive, not only for obviously for the U S and for the success he's had um, at Salzburg and now at, um, now it leads, but um, now you have his brother, right? Who's who's potentially moving, right? It's it's official, right? Doing you're the one that keeps up with this more than I do. Say that again. Paxton, yeah. Paxton, yeah, it's, Pax, official, it's official, right? So Paxton's on that flight, man. He's not even here anymore. Packed um, his bags. Um, Mark McKenzie, playing in Belgium, you know, was was on that list to potentially make it to the to the World Cup roster. You got Andre Blake, who's the captain of the Jamaican national team who now is looking at 2026 more spots are available for CONCACAF teams like that growth like that's that's huge right like how how is that like have you did you see an effect on like was there is there a Brendan Aronson effect to a certain extent with the union I think that, <laughs> if we can call I, that, I think there's a just it is showing what our academy has been working on for so many years. It's taken a while to get to that point, but we have young kids coming in now, like Jack McGlynn yeah. played and started most games this year, and he's little Luca Modric out there with just amazing <laughs> passing. Um, so we constantly have guys that have the ability, they're slowly getting there, and now that we have Brendan. And, and Paxton and Mark that have made that jump to play overseas, it just gives people that much more like, I want to, I want to be that one day. Um, so I think it is really cool that we have that to look up to. It gives us all someone to, to watch in the EPL right now with Brendan and his success. Uh, we got a ton of Leeds fans 
I don't know if you saw like during the World Cup game, we had a, a watch party over in the stadium for staff. Yep. yep. And they put on social media a um, picture of staff members, and there was five of them wearing Aronson jerseys, and it was from five different like clubs or like <laughs> it was a union jersey a leeds jersey a salzburg jersey a u.s men's national team jersey yeah so, so, so like, i hope they're oh, not reaching man. for those youth jerseys <laughs> it might be a schmedium <laughs> a, a little bit of a tight squeeze yeah but, um so yeah i mean there's a lot of fans of aronson in this office like everyone just wants to see him do well um so it is really cool to have a guy that we can look up to uh, it's also important for our fans to see that because yeah. we we do have a strategy that we want to build up talent and then sell that talent to then make more money and bring in better players and be able to compete in this league. Our owner says it all the time. He is not as wealthy as some of the other owners. So if he spends more money, they can spend that much more money than him. So there is no reason for him to continue to just keep spending because everyone else is just going to keep spending more. Yeah. So his strategy is always like, him and, and Richie Graham from YSC were always like, let's let's build this through the academy. This is the right way to do it. And now we're seeing it and we're bringing Ernst Tanner, our sporting director. He's just done an amazing job. And it's a, upsetting to see Brendan go right when he's like getting over that hump of a young player, right? And uh, he started most of the games this last year when we won the Supporters' Shield. And so some fans are like, oh, do we really – like why should I be a fan if you're just going to get rid of our young talent? That's so much fun. Well, we got rid of Brendan and then we were able to re-sign our whole back line. We got guys, dog, Carranza, um, Ua this year. So like our team is so much more well-balanced because we're able to use our academy and kind of grow as a team. And there's a reason why we can go wins every season now feeling like we can compete. Wow. Did not feel that way uh, when the academy <laughs> wasn't producing quite yet. You see those guys come back too. I think Brenda came back for a game this year, right? Or he at least comes back and does appearances. So it's like, hey, look, like I might be going overseas, but I, I remember where my roots are. You know, I want to give back. I know, you know, you guys didn't get the most of me, but I want to give back in a way that I couldn't have given back if MLS was my ceiling, right? Like, Without a doubt, Brendan and Mark both came down together when they were here for a U.S. soccer camp. Yeah. And they were watching the game. They were in a suite. And there was just a – during the game, just a line going down. Like, no one's watching the game. They're just trying to get autographs from Brendan and Mark. So, um, yeah, very, very important for those guys to come back. They And and they're from here. Like, this is – it. This, yeah. it's important to them to have this club be so good. So, they like they like watching the team, keeping up with it. And, again, it is also family in front of them too. So, Well, and I think that that also helps with the idea, right? So, so it's, yes, you want your hometown base um, to, to come to as many games as possible. But I also think it's cool to, that, like, now the Philadelphia Union internationally is a, is a spot that, like, all right, if I'm in town or if I'm in Philly because I'm traveling or something like that, like, Oh, there's a game. Like, let me see if I can get to get some tickets, catch catch a game or something like that. Because that's, I mean, that's why that's how I've been to a Kansas City game and it, like places like that. It's because I was traveling in those thing in those places, and I was like, oh, let me check out this stadium because I like mentally want to try to visit as many stadiums as possible in my life. But like, this is now a spot where like, oh well, Brendan Aronson played here, Mark McKenzie played here, like Andre Blake plays here, Jack McLean. Like, now you got names that you want to watch play because now not only is it the style of play is there, the atmosphere is there. And then now those players are coming back and they're ambassadors for the club. Like, I think that's huge. That's a huge thing. Um, what, 
so I, I don't think I asked you this, but before when you were on the podcast before, what goes into every year thinking about the experiences for the players or the experiences is not just obviously the game is the game, but what goes into planning? Like and this, you're right, right, right now you're in the off season, right? So what goes into planning for next year as to what changes you make internally is like, what else can we do? Can we do something else? Like, can we change something or do we stick, do you stick to the same thing every single year? I know my dad loved dollar hot dog night. That's, that was like his favorite <laughs> night of the year. Dollar dog night. He was, he was here early. <laughs> He's trying to sell you some promotions for next is, year. Is that, is that coming back in 2023? That will come back. We need, we need, we need, uh, we need to get some more hot dogs and open them up in different concession stands. Cause it's always like hundred yeah, people I, just lining up for their dollar dogs. But. I know a guy that'll work, work the concession stand. <laughs> I know a guy that'll go out back there and grill some hot dogs. Dollar dog time. My dad was, my dad was in. We'll get Derrickson to come up and yeah, do some go. hot dogs. We'll bring up a trailer and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but to answer your question, I mean, it's not, it's different this year than other years, these past few, like this year has really already been focusing on how can we sell out every game next year that we can continue to have the best home atmosphere and that we didn't lose at home this year. So it, like it shows that we as ticket reps, like play a part in yeah. helping us at home. If we can sell out the building and get our fans here that are very passionate, it's not going to be a fun place to play. Uh, and we proved that every single game this year at home. So we got to try to do our best to get there next year. Um, but I, I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't the hardest right now. It's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> there's, like I said, like a lot of people had so much fun watching that yeah. this season. I mean, if you came to a game this year at home, like we won one game, two games, seven, nothing. Another game, six, nothing. You saw dominant defensive performances, but also a ton of goals. Um, so it was just a very fun season. So if you came to a game this year, you want to come to a game next year. And if you came to a game this year and you went to a playoff game, like you want season tickets. Oh, yeah. um, it was just very, it's kind of been that way. And we've been trending up, up, up. So um, we'll see where it goes. But this offseason has been more taking orders than trying to find uh, new ones in a way, I guess. <laughs> so do you look at, do you look at like other clubs and see what they're doing? Like, you know, you obviously you do like the youth night, you've had like the fireworks night where you look to bring groups out. Do you look at other clubs and see what they're doing and take those ideas and kind of spin them? Or like, where do you come up with these ideas for all these different things? So one, there's, there's the marketing side of things. So the marketing department comes up with a lot of like the big theme nights. And then we try to jump on that with a, a ticket package of some sort. Um, but do we meet with other clubs right now? I have a monthly call with all the, the top group person, the director VP or whatnot from each club. So every month we sit on a call together and brainstorm what we do. And every time we kind of jump after a different category, I missed it on Wednesday cause I was out of town, but, um, we talked about you soccer and how, how can, what does everyone do with their partnership programs and what are different on field experiences they do? time before that we talked about elementary schools what do we do with schools in the area so um yeah we, uh, we definitely right do. up my alleyway <laughs> but i think that's like that i think that's that's important and is that something that the mls pushes or is that just internally all of you guys just decided to meet uh there was uh one of she's vp for colorado rapids she put it together but she had mls ticket person jump on the calls as well um actually the guy who's runs off ticket in for the MOS. So basically he kind of helps 
put things together and obviously doesn't sell tickets because he yeah. doesn't have a team, but um, is this guy, Mike Carino, who was our, actually our first VP. Um, so he when that organized our ticketing department here when we first started, and then he jumped over to the MLS. So he definitely, they also have a monthly, it could be weekly, uh, ticketing call that has the chief ticketing officer from every team jump on that and talk about what they're doing. And But I think that's important because that, that just shows you that the MLS in general and, you know, has a mission of getting more people to stadiums, right? Like that's, it's a huge thing, especially when, when you potentially see that other sports around the country are not getting as much, obviously, you know, the success of the Phillies, this year helps, but like realistically, like a lot of the success with that other team in Philly, we're not going to talk about them now. (laughs) The one, the wings. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, but, but realistically, like there are sports that are down, right? So that the fact that the MLS is conscientious of the fact that like, it's harder coming out of COVID financially, some people struggle and like being able to find ways to get people out to stadiums and, the fact that you guys are all sharing ideas is is great. Well, we also share revenue. Um, so that definitely plays a part of it. Yeah. And that's not what most leagues do. Yeah. But the way the MLS operates since we're so new yeah. is that all the teams do give back. I think it's 33%, something like that, of ticket revenue. And then all that ticket revenue gets split up evenly amongst all the clubs and goes to what we know as TAM and GAM, which is targeted allocation money and general allocation money that you have to spend on players. So the whole purpose of it is the more tickets we sell, everyone will get more money that is only to be used on players. Um, So that helps build the league overall and everyone will have this even if it's someone that's from a smaller market, maybe doesn't get as many people to come out, they still have that TAM and GAM money that comes in that um, basically allows them to to purchase some players. And we've done really well using that money as well. We might have the name of the episode right there. TAM, 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 TAM and GAM. TAM and GAM. <laughs> That'll be the, the – hey, man, there's a, there's, a, there's a theme night for you. Tam and Gam night. So, so the first three letters of your name is Tam. Or the third, first three letters of your name is Gam. Free tickets. Back free in twenty, it was probably like 2013, 2014, We ended up selling a lot of our fan favorites, like Sebastian Latou, who yeah. ended up coming back, and uh, there's a couple other guys. But we sold them, and uh, the funniest jersey I ever saw in the stadium. We sold all these guys for allocation money and never actually like there wasn't a player that was tied to the trade of getting yeah. rid of Sebastian the two or whatnot. Um, I saw someone just walking around the stadium with uh, a jersey that just said allocation uh, <laughs> dollar sign uh, for the number. There you go. Uh, so get a Tam and Gam. Get a that, that's, that's Philly for you right there. <laughs> there you go. What if you got a Tam jersey? Nah, I got a nah, Gam nah, jersey. Nah, nah, no, nah, the other nah, way around. That's for your Ethan and Lila. Man. <laughs> I didn't say matching jerseys. I just said, I mean, if you, you and I both have Del- or Philadelphia Union jerseys, yeah, then you know, just are you just getting shirts? Just getting shirts, Tam and Gam. Uh, cool. <laughs> I got, I got a, I got a logo for the front of the shirts. <laughs> um, well, Alex, it's been fantastic to have you on again. Um, I really enjoy the view. It's really cool. I keep looking at, I keep looking, like I looked at you, but I also kind of <laughs> like, I look past you, but not to be rude, but just because the, the stadium's right there. I feel like it'd be really cool just to jump onto the field real fast. 
Um, don't do that. Don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying it would be cool. But Fields covered, so it's not going to be as, as fun as you think. That's all right. There's something about there, yesterday, so it's like a giant slip and slide. There, there is something about there is something about an empty stadium or just an like an empty field with nothing on it that's just really calming to me. That's why I like to be the first one at a field at tournaments. Like I love an 8 a.m. game because I get to be the first person on the field, and there's something super calming and soothing about the idea of being in an empty field. Not I'm not. I don't like being first. Now, granted, time. there's also the atmosphere of being in a full stadium, which is really cool. Right, and that's what I think Alex prefers. <laughs> Alex, you want? I, I don't know. So, COVID year, we weren't able to have any fans in the building. Yeah. We weren't allowed to bring any volunteers to games because who knew who had who had COVID. Yeah. So they had ticket reps. That I think I said this last time, but ticket reps were had to do a COVID test before every game, and we were ball kids for the game. So there's <laughs> six of us that. We're the only people there. There's games, MLS games going on, and I'm just a ball kid. Ball goes out of bounds. I got to wash it, wipe it with a towel, and put it back on the ball rack. Can't interact with the players because who knows if I have COVID, even though I just tested negative. Um, so that was so much fun. Like, same thing, empty stadium, but I'm just watching as a ball kid. Um, so, yeah. I'm My just- girlfriend uh, got one of the ball kids their ball back because someone tried to walk out with it and put it underneath their seat. So she went down and tattletailed. Stitches get stitches. Good. <laughs> an expensive ball so it is i was like well you should have at least asked him for the doordash shirt because it matches his pink shoes is is that a, is that something that's coming back is is the is the new world cup ball well so what was it italy is implementing the new With the smart tracker the smart tracker italy just implemented that the the syria just implemented that i saw that would be a very mls thing to do you know put up the miles per hour for the shot for the day if a bunch of games are being played yeah on the scoreboard that would be an mls thing to do that'd be an american thing to do That'd be cool. Get some new soccer balls. There you go. You got to charge the ball before you got to charge the ball before you play with it, though. <laughs> They're all I, on portable we, chargers. I, now. I know we do have a smart ball like out on the plaza before games, yeah. like the kid friendly zone, basically, um, where you can kick it and like shows you how hard you kicked it yeah. and stuff like that. There you but go. Not not the not playing stadium yet. Nah. No. All right. Well, Alex, you want to put in a plug so we can get you some group sales? Anything where where can people contact you for group tickets? Yeah. You can go to Dwayne and he'll hook you up. So. Uh, yeah, you get, you get a piece of that revenue. 33%. Tim. Tim and Gam. Yeah, I'm taking Tim and Gam and getting 33%. Yeah, you can always you can always go to our website. All my contact information's on there. But um the last thing I'll say, I, I probably said it last time, but just because you're looking at at the stadium, like it is a really cool, fun place to work. I, I love going to my job every day and um it's a lot of fun and not every athlete that is playing soccer right now is going to be playing for the union or the professional women's soccer team or us soccer one day. Um, but there's other ways to still be involved in in the sport. Just like you two are coaches. I work in a front office for a, a soccer team and I have fun going to work every day. So I always encourage any of the kids that are listening, like, Think about what you want to do. If you want to work in sports, it is possible. There's internships you can do. There's different colleges you can go for uh, kind of learning more about how the sports industry works. Um, and it's a it's a fun place to, to work. So keep that in mind. You can always reach out to me. I'm always happy to Y'all hire put you in touch. Y'all hiring? <laughs> Usually now is a good time to, for uh, us to hire as uh, people yeah, we, man. we turn over. But since we're so good, no one wants to leave the company right oh, now. So yeah, luck on this one. Dwayne's just trying to get in the charter plane. That's what's up. That's what's up. He's just trying to get in the plane. With my luck, with my luck, Vancouver would like win the 
when the supporters shield and they had to go to Vancouver, it'd be cold. And I'd be like, oh no, <laughs> that would be my luck. I, the year I joined, it would be the year it'd be somewhere cold. Uh, all right. Well, thanks Alex so much for, for coming on today. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. We're back. Um, considering that we haven't watched many soccer games at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, really for that matter. Uh, we're going to skip the player of the week and the fair play of the week this year or this week. Uh, but we do, I do have a really, really cool on this day in soccer history for you. Um, Hit me. All right. January 6th, which, oh, where did it go? I had it. Where did it go? Wait, hold on. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Wait, 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 wait. Where did my, where did my, um, here we go. Got it. All right. So 1932, January 6th, 1932, Dwayne, the first, the last game of the first professional league in the professional era in Argentina was played. January 6th, 1932. Boca Juniors. Boca in their old stadium, River 3 0 to, uh, to close out the uh, to close out the, the first ever prof- in the professional era championship or league. Not bad. Yeah. So 1932. So about nine years off the 100th anniversary of the professional era in Argentina. It's a long time, man. Long history. Long history. Long, long soccer history. Big footballing country. Big. So. World Cup champs. That's right. Three stars, baby. Three stars. So, hey, you know, you never know. If you stop by our booth at the convention when we're there, at the podcast row, you might you might find that there might be some giveaways and some prizes that we might be we might have that might have some Argentinian flair to them. McAllister, maybe you never know who it might be. It might be Messi, McAllister, Debu, little Debu jersey, maybe. Never know, but Maradona, right. you ain't got money. Like that. I, man, I got you. Don't worry about it. Oh, you got me. Uh, I got you, man. What you want? A Maradona jersey? Yeah, I want I want a Maradona game worn jersey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're now that's a that's a different that's a different ask. I want I want the the jersey that he wore on the field. I didn't say it had to be like a real we talked jersey, about it. just a just a jersey he wore. Oh, okay, just a jersey he wore. Okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, Dwayne. Uh, next time we're recording, we're going to be at the convention. We're going to be at the convention. We're going to have a lot of, we're going to have to find a good guest to get up on the, on the, on, on the, the official day. episode, the official convention episode, right? Yeah. I mean, I think last year, who do we have? Jonathan Ward. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorry, Jonathan. Find out. He Sorry, might be, not, he might not be in the streets anymore. again. We'll find somebody. We'll find somebody. We'll get somebody. Find on. Somebody. We'll see who's, we'll see who's rolling around the, uh, the convention. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>